Stay tuned for Self Care for Her podcast show. Now here is your host, Shakina Gladden. Hey, girlfriend, welcome to Self Care for Her podcast show. I'm Shakina Gladden, the self care educator, aromatherapy advisor, and physical therapist. On this show, you will receive valuable information, tips, and tools to help enrich your quality of life, both personally and professionally, through inspired self care practices. In addition, I will talk about some of my favorite teas and their health benefits. So go ahead and prepare your cup of tea, and I'll be right back. Hey, girlfriends, welcome to Self Care for Her podcast. I'm Shakina, the self care educator, and it's great to be back, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Now, before I get started, go ahead, grab your mug, your mug of tea, Give yourself a big hug and tune in. Ladies, I cannot wait to share with you what I want to talk about for our Girl Talk discussion today. You know, that's what we do here at Self Care for Her podcast. It's all about educating, loving, and taking good care of ourselves. So definitely make sure to go ahead and get your notepad and pen or your tablet so that you can jot down some notes. I want to give a shout out to my first time listeners. If you are listening to my show for the first time, thank you for doing so. And I invite you to check out my previous show episodes. I'm sure you will find them beneficial. And my returning listeners, I greatly appreciate your support. As always, you are amazing. And I thank you from the heart. Now, everyone who is tuning in, listening to what I am saying, I want to invite you to subscribe to my channel so that when I upload new episodes, you can receive them immediately and also share this podcast show with those you know and those you may not know, let them know to tune in to Self Care for Her podcast. It's all about educating, loving, and taking good care of ourselves. We work on, you know, there are some things that I'm going to talk about that uh, will focus on various goals and other topics. Everything that I discuss will center around taking time to care for ourselves. All right, let me make a quick announcement. So for the past few months, I have been working on my website and I'm excited it is completed, except for I've learned that there are some things I must attach to my website to really, really make it legit. And I decided to take a break because I spent, you know, weekend after weekend after weekend working on my website and it just drained me to the point where I decided to go ahead and take a break. So I will return and find out more about the information I need to add to my website before I can activate it for the, uh, activate it for the public. So I can't wait until I'm able to do so, so that you can go ahead and connect with me through the website. I'm excited about it. All right. So if you want to um, be a part of the Self Care for Her community, I invite you to do so. This is where you will receive my free journaling, mini retreats, ebooks, workbooks, tips, tools, discounts, and more. So 
in the show notes, there is a link. If it's clickable for you, then go ahead and click it so that you can access the free journaling mini retreat. And if it's not clickable, just copy paste it in your browser and voila, you'll be able to access the same information. I don't know why it's not clickable in all of the nine. I think I'm in, I think I'm on nine or 10 podcasting sites and I'm not sure why all of them do not show the clickable link. So, you know, we're going to roll with this until my website is officially available. All right, before I dive into our Girl Talk discussion for today, I will take a quick break. And when I return, I will share with you one of my favorite teas. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. Hey, girlfriends, I'm back. You already know what time it is. It's tea time. My favorite tea choice for today is Moringa tea. Now, I've heard about Moringa and I've consumed it for over, I guess, maybe eight plus years. I consume it in the tea form as well as the powder form. Now, the powder I add to my green juices and some of my smoothies. And I really like it. It's an acquired taste, but it has a lot of great health benefits. And I'm going to talk about them. So it's very nutritious for the body overall, inside and out. So let me tell you some of the benefits about Moringa tea. It's heart healthy and it helps to control the blood pressure. It says that it helps to lower your blood sugar. So now if you have low blood sugar, you may not want to consume Moringa because it could possibly make it even lower and we don't want you to pass out. It's rich in antioxidants. It has beauty benefits. It has anti-cancer benefits. Ding, 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 ding. And it may regulate your thyroid hormone. So we know that as we age or, you know, especially if we're stressed out all the time, our thyroid can become imbalanced And that's when we start noticing things like hair loss, weight gain, and so forth. So this states that it may help regulate your thyroid hormone. It also has anti-stress properties. It can help boost your immune health, ding, 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 vision health, and reduce inflammation. Now, please understand that inflammation is where diseases thrive from. So if you have inflammation, a lot of inflammation in your body, then disease can start to develop. So it's important to reduce inflammation in the body. And there are so many other health benefits of consuming Moringa tea. Now, my disclaimer, be sure to consult with your healthcare provider prior to use. This tea may not be for everyone. So remember to take responsibility for your health. Okay, well, I'll be back shortly so we can go ahead and dive into our Girl Talk discussion for today. (music) 
Now, before we dive into the Girl Talk discussion for today, for those of you who are new to my channel, if you don't have a notepad and pen or tablet, computer or something that you can write down notes on, I would encourage you to go ahead and pause this a recording so that you can get your tools and then come back, listen, and anything that I share with you that you think is beneficial for you, go ahead and write it down so you can reflect on it later on. But please keep in mind that everything that I'm sharing with you is for educational purposes only. Be sure that you consult with your healthcare professional before attempting or applying any of the information that I share. And as a matter of fact, that anyone else share always, because I don't know your life. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your health. But what I am doing is sharing with you things that I may have experienced myself or other people that I know have experienced and what I have researched and learned over the years. Now, if you have any, um, you know, question marks about anything, Google research. That's what we should do. And the more informed you are about a particular subject, then the more you will know whether it will work for you or not. All right. So let's go and, you know, dive into this girl talk discussion. Well, about 10 plus 10 or more years ago, I cannot actually remember the year for some reason, but over 10 plus years ago, I experienced sleep deprivation. And if you don't know what that is, it means a lack of sleep, having difficulty going to sleep. And when that situation becomes chronic, what, meaning that you're, uh, it's like an all time thing for you is a normal thing for you. That means it becomes insomnia and a lot of people are dealing with sleep deprivation as well as insomnia. I have patients that are on sleeping pills because they have difficulty going to sleep. And there are many, many reasons for why we have that issue. And I'll talk about some of the reasons a little bit later on. But before my daughter went off to college, I never had an issue with going to sleep. I could sleep through the hail, through the thunderstorm, whatever. I used to sleep well. But for some reason, <laughs> after my daughter went off to college, I started having difficulty going to sleep. And I thought that perhaps it was emptiness syndrome. And for those of you who don't know what that is, if you are a parent um, or if you raised any kids, meaning you're a parent, that means when your child goes off to college or they move out of your home because they're about to start their own life, you've, you're happy for them and you want them to succeed, but you feel sad because you raised them for X number of years and now they're about to leave the nest. So I thought perhaps I was going through empty nest syndrome and perhaps I was. But then I realized this thing is going on and on and on month after month after month, year after year. See, I dealt with sleep deprivation for three plus years and I would not wish that on anyone. I used to say that all the time. I remember having to get up in the morning 
and I only slept for maybe a couple of hours. Now, try being productive and you have to work with patience and you have to complete notes and different things that I used to do and run a business and so forth. Um, I was part of Toastmasters. I was in leadership roles and I had to do all this stuff. And I'm only functioning on a couple hours of sleep. There were many nights I used to cry because I wanted to desperately go to sleep and I could not. There were times I would cry during during my work day. I would just like I remember this time I pulled over to get some gas and I just started crying because I was so tired. I was so tired. I just wanted to sleep. But by the time I get home, I just could not get to sleep. And so that went on as I stated for three and a half years. And finally, finally, the day came when I slept so good. But one thing I did not give up. And that had a lot to do with me getting through it because I refused to give up and I refused to just cave in. So why is sleep important? Let's talk about that and some of the benefits. Remember the time you could stay up late at night. Maybe you went partying. You're on the phone talking all night long into the wee hours of the morning to your friend or to your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Well, I'll say for those of us ladies, we'll say boyfriend. You know, you're on the internet, you're on social media, you're just up wee hours in the morning. And then you get up and you go to work and you interact with your coworkers and you brag about all the things you did and how you function on just a few hours of sleep. Now, we may get away with that when we're younger, but as you begin to age, that's not fun anymore because you realize you have to be productive at work and you're noticing that you're not thinking clearly, you're making too many mistakes and so on. Sleep is like a vitamin. Just think of it. Vitamin is important. Vitamins are important. And although We feel like, well, we should be able to get all of our vitamins and nutrients through our food. Keep in mind that the soil is not the same today as it used to be some years ago when our grandparents and great grandparents and so on, they had better soil than we do today. So we're not getting all of the nutrients that we should from our various fruits and vegetables. And that's why we should take or... You know, you have to consult with your doctor, but that's why I take a vitamin and mineral every day. And you need this for your health. And it's important to be sure that you maintain a healthy blood pressure and immune system, especially today with us having this coronavirus pandemic. It's unfortunate that sometimes. We learn things the hard way. Everything doesn't have to be hocus pocus, conspiracy theory. Some things are just really as it is. The coronavirus is really a virus. And we must do 
our part to take care of our health and not become someone who end up infecting other people because of our carelessness and because we're being reckless. Self-care means that you love yourself enough that you're going to take care of yourself. Oh, let me say that again. Self-care means that you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, you're not willing to go out and be careless and reckless and infect other people. I want you to think about that. Please don't tell me that you love and care about yourself if you're being reckless in your actions. And that's why self-care is so important that we step back and take time to reflect on our lives, on our own life and how we're thinking and how we're behaving and the choices that we've been making lately. And if they're not lining up with the person that you want to be someone who love your own life, someone who knows that you are important. If your actions and your thoughts are not lining up with that, then that's why self-care is important. And it gives you the opportunity to make the necessary changes. So the purpose and importance of sleep, let's dive into that. Of course, it helps to nourish and heal our bodies. That's important. I don't believe in the grind, grind, grind mentality. I do believe in setting goals and accomplishing your goals, but I do not believe in the grind, 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 grind mentality because so many people are working day and night and yet their bodies, their health is deteriorating. What good is it to sacrifice your health for wealth? And then you end up having to take the wealth to take care of your health. We got it wrong, people. You can't just gravitate to everything that someone says out there or to every saying that people says. That's just like when people say fake it till you make it. Mm -mm. I never bought into that. I never believed in that because that means you're not being authentic when you fake it. No, that means I'm going to do the best that I can do in the situation that I'm in right now. You don't need to fake it. When you fake something, you're not being authentic and that's not self-love. So according to the CDC, you know, adolescents, us, you know, as adults, we need at least eight to 10 hours. Now, some people say somewhere between seven to nine. So I'll just say between eight to 10 hours of sleep. And that's within a 24 hour period. So within 24 hours, you need at least somewhere between seven, I'll say seven to 10 hours of sleep. And as a result of insufficient sleep, when you're not getting sufficient sleep on a regular basis, this can pose health risks such as, and let me name a few of them, okay, heart attacks. Your blood pressure elevating, you're not getting enough sleep. Now, for women, we are workers. We will go out there and start a business and we will do everything that we need to do to make our business become a success. 
But too often, many of us are sacrificing our health just for a little wealth. And we are more prone to having heart attacks. So please keep that in mind. Heart attacks, oftentimes because you're not getting enough sleep. Strokes goes hand in hand. Asthma, dementia. Think about that dementia. All these years of just not getting sufficient sleep. And now some people end up with dementia. And I'm on, let me say this part. Um, I think this, this will be a good time for me to say that. Okay. So for dementia, dealing with, you know, the neurological aspect of your brain, when you sleep, please understand this. When you sleep, there is fluid in your brain. And when you're at rest and sleeping, the fluid can help remove toxins out of the brain. When you are not getting the sleep, you are impeding its job. Therefore, you end up with toxins remaining in your brain. If you've never heard of crevices of the brain, look at a brain. Look at all of those spaces. The spaces in the brain, they are called crevices. And the brain's fluid flows through the crevices. So in order for the brain to release its toxins, you need to sleep so it can do its job. And when you don't sleep, it cannot do its job. And then you end up with a buildup of toxins. And it all makes sense. And then and not only the brain, there are other parts of the body, your organs, they all need you to rest and sleep so they can do their jobs. Also, cancer. We know that cancer is on the rise and it continues to rise, although there are a lot of treatments out there. There's a lot more. Um, How can I say this? I don't want to say friendlier, but it's a, lot, a little bit easier on the body. Some people do go through intense chemotherapy, but for the most part, they are, I, I guess I could say they have made some improvement. I'll put it that way. But arthritis, all of this is inflammation, depression, diabetes, definitely chronic kidney disease, weight gain, and many other risk factors. So lack of sleep is nothing to play around with. When I was going through that process, I knew a lot of this. And so it was important for me to make sure that I supplement, that I eat the best that I could eat. I think at that time I did go vegan at some point in that process, I did go vegan. But you can eat healthy and exercise, but if you don't get sufficient sleep, it's like you're undoing all the good that you were doing. Keep that in mind. You are a whole, H-W-O-L-E, not a part. You are a whole. So your mind, body, and spirit all works together. So you can work on exercising, but if you're not eating right and not getting sufficient sleep, then 
Your exercise is not going to be that beneficial. It'll help some, but it's not going to really be beneficial. You can sleep all the time, but if you're not eating and exercising, that's a problem. And you can eat healthy, but if you're not getting sufficient sleep, that's a problem. So there are what we call stages of the sleep cycle. And I won't get into that because it's a little technical, but I will say it. I'll just, you know, say it in more basic format. You have the light sleep phase, which is usually the first 15 or so minutes you drift off to sleep. Then you go into a deeper sleep, which is within 50 minutes or more. And then you go into the, I call it the deeper sleep, which is the REM, W-E-M. And that's when you are into the dream phase. Now you can be in the REM phase of sleep and not have a dream. You're just sleeping good. You know how you try to wake up somebody and you like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And they're not waking up. They're in that deep sleep. And they should continue to sleep, like let them sleep. You know, I mean, if it's an emergency situation, that's different, but let them sleep because they're in that deep sleep. And that is what is good for us. When you're in that deep sleep, you're really allowing your body to heal. I remember uh, last weekend, I once I started working on this particular topic and I forgot to tell you the name of it. <laughs> and the topic for today, and probably by the time you listen to it, you'll already know what the topic is because you'll be looking at it. But anyway, it's called Sleep Matters, and so do you. Sleep matters, and so do you. So by the time you're in that dream phase, I mean, you're sleeping great. So about a week ago, I was having good dreams, and it doesn't, and I don't dream all the time, but I recently had some good dreams and I dream when I dream it's almost as if I'm watching a movie that's how vivid the dream feels and I know at that point I'm getting some good sleep because sometimes when the dreams are really good you don't want to wake up (laughs) but you know you don't have to sleep I mean you don't have to dream all the time in order to be in the REM phase but basically You're just sleeping good. And that's the kind of sleep we want to have on a nightly basis. So here are some of the benefits when you sleep, when you get sufficient sleep, think about what happens. You feel better. Have you ever just awakened the next morning and it's almost like you just ready to spring out of bed? You feel so good. You can't wait to get started. You're preparing your tea, your coffee, your humming. See, you slept great, but many people don't wake up like that. But when you do, there is nothing like waking up in the morning, you're feeling good and you're feeling energized and you heal. And it's essential. It is essential. Getting good sleep is essential for maintaining a healthy immune system. I have to keep saying that because we're dealing with a coronavirus pandemic and now we're in flu season. So you got two things at least going on and then pneumonia, pneumonia as well. So it's imperative that you take care of your immune system. And let me say this, when you do not get sufficient sleep, you're decreasing 
the strength of your immune system. Not getting enough sleep weakens your immune system. So some of the benefits of sleep is it reduces stress. Perhaps you have some things that you're concerned about, you're worrying about a situation or a, pur- a purpose, going to sleep. I remember I knew a couple of people when they would have a really difficult time, some things really pressing on their mind, they would just go to sleep. And you know, that's not a bad idea. Sometimes we do need to go to sleep. Sometimes we're dealing with situations and instead of just jumping into it and trying to figure out what the, you know, what the solution should be or what you should do. Sometimes you need to step back and sleep, rest the mind. And then when you wake up, perhaps the idea, the solution will already be there. It helps to boost your immune system. So it helps to fight off those invaders like viruses and fungus and infections that tries to attack your body, your health, and it minimizes colds. So if you're having colds all the time, your immune system may not be as strong as it needs to be. It can help fight off dementia. As I stated earlier, getting sufficient sleep can help fight off dementia. It can help reduce inflammation and inflammation is at the root of diseases. Also, getting sufficient sleep makes you more alert and energized. It improves your memory, your concentration, your productivity and performance. So think about when you go to work and you've had a good night's sleep. You're more productive. You're getting the job done and you're doing a good job. But when you don't have a good night's sleep and go to work, you're making a lot of mistakes. You don't feel like doing the job and so on. And also getting sufficient sleep helps your body repair itself. That is important, ladies. Healing, healing, healing takes place when you're getting sufficient sleep. There is a time for your body to be up and moving around. And there's a time when your body needs to be still and at rest. So how lack of sleep can affect your life? Let's kind of look into that, because for me, when I was dealing with sleep deprivation, it affected me in so many ways. And it was no fun, ladies. No fun. I remember just praying and doing all types of things that I could think of and things that I learned things that I researched to try to help me overcome sleep deprivation. And eventually I did, but I had to make some changes. So a chronic lack of sleep, it can lead, as I stated earlier, it can lead to insomnia and insomnia is having difficulty going to sleep. Also, it affects your sleep duration because let's say, for example, you keep getting up in the middle of the night instead of you sleeping seven straight hours You know, you're waking up in intervals, so you're not getting quality sleep. And that's the third part. It affects quality of sleep. That's insomnia. So some of you might be thinking, "Mm, I may have insomnia. But if it's a situation that you realize you've tried different things, nothing is working. And if you haven't consulted your doctor, be sure to do that so that you can look and see if there is some underlying 
condition that maybe you don't know about. And that could be causing you to not sleep well. So when you don't get enough sleep, you feel tired, you feel groggy and irritable. You have brain fog. You cannot focus and concentrate. And guess what we do, ladies? When we wake up and we feel like, oh, I'm so tired. I did not sleep well. We go grab a cup of coffee or soda, anything with caffeine to stimulate us so we can be alert and stay awake. And that's not good. I mean, I know it it, it may seem nice to wake up in the morning and have your cup of coffee. But you don't want to depend on stimulants and caffeine is a stimulant to keep you awake or to awaken you because eventually it could lead to health issues. We just don't want, you know, to make that a habit and eventually it can still affect your quality of sleep because you got that caffeine that's working you. And for some, not some, but many people, caffeine is not good for the heart. It causes your heart, can cause your heart uh, to race, your heartbeat to be fast. So keep those things in mind. Some things can disturb your sleep and affect your body, like consuming alcohol, nicotine, and as I stated earlier, caffeine, pain. If you're not, you know, feeling good or you're in pain, you're uncomfortable when you go to bed at night. Yeah, it affects your sleep as well. Indigestion, eating heavy meals late evening or at night or eating a meal and then you immediately go ahead and lay down. That's not good. So I remember, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I did that. I ate dinner and I started feeling sleepy and I went to bed and I'm going to tell you I woke up in the middle of the middle of the night it was miserable I was miserable I had to sit up in my bed I can't tell you how I went to sleep but I had to uh, sit up in my bed because I had so much indigestion and let me just say this really we should have our heaviest meal in the morning for breakfast. And I know everybody don't eat breakfast, but really that should be our heaviest meal because we need the the energy, the fuel from the food to help us throughout the day to work and do the things that we need to do. And then for lunch, that should be like middle, middle, medium. And then for dinner, that should be our lightest meal because eventually we know that in a few hours after eating, we will be going to bed and you don't want to go to bed with a very um, heavy, just, you know, heavy food, um, you know, where your body is trying to digest it. And it's very difficult because you're laying down, you're trying to go to sleep. Also, frequent trips to the bathroom. How many of you been there? So when you're consuming fluids late in the evening or at night, most likely you may get up in the middle of the uh, middle of the night, maybe one or two or three times and you have to urinate because you had fluid close to bedtime. And I know that for some people you have to take your your um medicines and you may need to consume some water and naturally that may cause you to wake up. But be mindful of when you drink your water and your liquids, try to drink them early so that you won't have to keep waking up in the middle of the night 
to use the restroom, but that will disturb your sleep. And that's nothing like you want to lay in the bed, you want to go to sleep, but you have to get up and go to the bathroom. Stress and excessive worrying, that will disturb your sleep. Try going to bed and you're worrying about something that has not happened, but we're worrying about it and we're stressed out about it. And now we are not able to sleep. And that's not good, ladies. Also, exposure to bright lights, blue lights on our screens. So we go to bed with our iPads or our tablets, our phones, and we're checking and scrolling through emails or we're scrolling through social media and we have all this light, bright light going on that will interfere with your ability to sleep. Staying up late, you know, at night reading emails. Don't do that because if you come across an email that is disturbing, now that affects your ability to drift off to sleep. And also interacting on the social media, set a time for you to say, you know what, this is it. I'm off of social media. You know, maybe nine o'clock, maybe you're cut off. Maybe 8.30 may be your cutoff so that you can wind down And not have all of that on your mind. And then hopefully you can drift off to sleep. Excessive loud noise and smells. One of the things that I noticed when I started having sleep or going through sleep deprivation, I had a neighbor above me. I was living in an apartment and he used to get home from work around one or two o'clock in the morning. Unfortunately, I would hear his footsteps. So he's walking heavy on his feet and I could hear the floor. Oh my gosh, it just was annoying. Then he had the audacity to bake some brownies. And when you live in an apartment community, you could smell that from apartment to apartment. And I was so frustrated. And this happened multiple times. So eventually I moved there and moved into a brand, another brand new apartment, but I stayed on the top floor. I said, forget that. I'm not going to uh, move into another apartment where someone is above me because I know what it's like when you're dealing with sleep deprivation and then you have noise above you or what have you, or even to the side of you and you cannot get sleep. That is not good at all. And so that was another part of my issue on top of what I was already dealing with. Now, ladies, hormonal changes and imbalances can affect your sleep. Some people have thyroid issues, liver and adrenal gland problems. All of that can affect your sleep. Hear this. When you're not getting sufficient sleep, it can alter your skin's collagen production which can make your skin lose its elasticity and make you look older. So when your skin is sagging, ladies, that means you're losing your elasticity. And if you're not getting sufficient sleep, you're affecting your skin's ability to produce the collagen that it needs to tighten your skin so that you can look younger. And when you have tightened skin, when your elasticity is good, you look younger. Think about that. Also, when you don't get enough sleep, you have what they call raccoon eyes where they're dark around. You have dark circles around your eyes and then mind and brain chatter. When you're laying down, you're thinking about so much 
And that was another problem for me. I would lay down and I would have all these things. I'm thinking about what happened earlier in the day. I'm thinking about what I have to do the next day. All of the chatter, it was difficult to shut it off. So I completely understand if any of you are going through this right now, I understand because I've been there and it's not a great place to be, but it's not the end of the world. You just have to make a commitment of what you're willing to do to help you get that sleep. Also, when, you know, couples think about couples, when you're not getting sufficient sleep, you're irritable. That's how a lot of arguments start sometimes because you're irritable and you take it out on each other. So get some sleep. All right, here's some sleep hacks for better sleep. These are some things that I've learned and some of these things I have applied for myself, which helped. Uh, First of all, remember that your bedroom should be for sleep and sex only. Not for doing work, not for playing around, but for sleep and sex only. Your bedroom should be your sanctuary. And that's the way I like to look at it. My bedroom is my sanctuary, a place for you to rest, relax, rejuvenate your mind and body It's a place for restoration. So when you set your room, your bedroom up like like it's a retreat, you feel better just walking into your bedroom. You feel better. You could be stressed out, but because your room is set up for you to restore, for you to rejuvenate and relax, all of the stress starts to slowly release. I'm not saying it's taking away all your problems, but it can change your mood. So set your bedroom environment for sleep. And here are some things we could do to improve. Okay, so keep your bedroom and environment clean. That, ladies, when your bedroom is clean, how do you feel? You feel great. You feel, ah, just you're ready to just go to sleep. When your room is not clean, You feel frustrated. You feel irritable. So having a clean bedroom environment makes a difference. Keep your bedroom environment quiet and cool. When your environment is hot, usually it's difficult for you to go to sleep. But when your bedroom or your environment is cool, your body temperature drops and it's easier for you to go to sleep. And also be sure to wear loose clothing Don't go to bed with baggy clothes or tight fitting clothes because that can impede your comfort and then, of course, your ability to sleep. So be sure to wear loose fitting clothing, but, you know, comfortable for you. And also your sheets makes a difference. Sleep on cotton sheets. I remember I tried to sleep on satin sheets and I would not do that again. I almost fell getting out of my bed. (laughs) but they felt good, but I almost failed. So I had to get rid of them. Cotton sheets are better. Remove your TV. Now this may be hard for some of you, but this is one of the things that I did immediately. I removed my TV and electronic devices, except for my iPhone 
because I use that to do some things that I'll talk about in a few seconds, a few minutes. But I remove my computer and everything. I remove everything, my clock, all of it. Dim the lights. Keep it dark. When your bedroom is dark, it helps you to go to sleep. Now, if you know you're somebody who will wake up in the middle of the night, you might want to have a little night light on. I can understand that because you want to be sure you don't fall and have an injury. Go to bed consistently at the same time every night. I had to work up to that because I used to go to bed at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. So finally, I heard some, well, not finally, but I heard someone say they go to bed at 10 o'clock and I thought, oh my God, (laughs) but I had to work up to that point. I got to the place where I started going to bed by no later than 1130. I was like, oh, great, this progress. And then I got to the place of 11 o'clock and 1030 and 10 o'clock. So I, it's possible, it's doable, but you have to stick with it. And once again, the keyword is being consistent. So try to go to bed by no later than 10 o'clock PM, and then try to get seven to 10 hours of sleep each night. It's a preparation. It's things that there are things that you need to do to prepare your environment and to prepare you for going to bed. Establish bedtime routine. Like maybe before you wind down to go to bed, you might do gentle yoga and stretching, gentle yoga and stretching, deep breathing. That's really good for relaxing. I love to do deep breathing and there are a lot of great health benefits of deep breathing, taking a warm bath or shower, read a book. And if you read a book, read something boring. Usually that can cause you to drift off to sleep. Don't read something that you're excited about reading because that'll most likely keep you awake because you want to read it. So read something boring. Also read the Bible that can help. Meditation. And for me, um, I used to listen to nature sounds, guided meditation and hypnosis. Those things worked for me. I mean, they made a huge difference. It took a little time, but I could see the progress. And I always went to bed with either some type of nature sound, or if that didn't work for me, I will listen to guided meditation or hypnosis. Use aromatherapy or essential oils like lavender oil. Now, let me say this. What I did is I took a paper towel I sprinkled a few drops of lavender oil on it and then I placed it under my pillowcase or in in between my pillowcase and I would inhale it and that would help me to drift off to sleep. Now, there are different types of lavender, so you must know which one to get. Get the soft scented lavender. You do not want the strong scented lavender. I can't think of the name right now. I should have looked it up, but I forgot to do that. However, there is a type of lavender that is very, very strong. And I purchased it not thinking. And when I sprinkled it on a paper towel and put it underneath my pillow, I was so annoyed because it was just too strong. So your sense getting something light, a light scent can definitely, um, help you may help you to go to sleep. So be sure you are aware of the type of lavender 
that you're getting. So get the soft scented lavender and that may help you to drift off to sleep. Um, let's see. Something else. Not I would take jojoba oil or almond oil, some type of carrier oil like coconut, almond, grape seed, jojoba oil, what have you. And I would sprinkle a couple drops of lavender oil and then I would massage it into the bottom of my feet. And that is supposed to kind of help relax your body as well. And avoid drinking caffeine after 2 p.m. That's what some studies are showing. If you're drinking caffeine later in the evening, that could perhaps keep you up when you're trying to go to sleep at night. Keep a sleep journal. That was another thing I did. I had a sleep journal and I keep I kept it next to my bed so that if you wake up and you cannot go to sleep right in it, right, whatever comes to mind, do a brain dump. And I'm telling you, for me, it did work. Consume magnesium drink. As a matter of fact, I'm drinking um, I was drinking some magnesium earlier before I podcast, but there are different types of magnesiums. There are different types of magnesiums. Some magnesium is for helping you to be energized and some is to help for a relaxation and so forth. There are different types of magnesiums. I think it's at least eight or it could be more than eight but at least eight different types of magnesium. So it's not just one. There are different types of magnesiums. So you need to know the right kind. Magnesium glycinate. That's the kind that helps with relaxing the muscles and reducing stress. So keep that in mind. Now, a drink that I do uh, consume every now and then, just because I want to feel really relaxed, I drink is a magnesium drink called uh, calm. Now there are different other types of magnesium drinks out there, but it's like a powder and you add it with hot water, sip on it, and it's supposed to help relax you. And it does every single time. Consume teas like valerian. I that then that's a herb, but it that really didn't help me, but it may help somebody. Also melatonin. And when your melatonin is reduced, that also interferes with your ability to sleep because melatonin is melatonin, I'm sorry, is a hormone and that helps to regulate your sleep cycle. So that's another thing. I tried melatonin, but that just didn't work for me. Maybe I didn't try it long enough, but it didn't help me at the, the for the time period that I did attempt to to consume it. Teas like chamomile tea, that helps some lavender tea. Now, there was a tea shop called Tiavana, and um, unfortunately, it's out of business. But they had some various types of teas that help with relaxation. That made a difference for me as well. I used to go and purchase various teas from them. And there was a tea that I used to consume every now and then. Let me tell you, drink it only when you know you're ready to go to sleep. I had uh, I shared it with my brother and other people and it works. But unfortunately, they're out of business um, as far as I know of. Um, so I can't get their teas, but there are a few tea shops around in the malls 
under different names, but it's not like Tiavana. So anyhow, so those are some of the things and the things that I share with you, most of them I tried and it did help. It did help. And when I moved, I moved into another place where my bedroom was not against another apartment's bedroom. That made a difference. It's just when, you know, by the time I got to the third year, things really were really the second year. Things really started to come together for me as far as me getting some sleep and by I got by the time I got into the three and a half years of that sleep deprivation cycle, um, I really started dozing off. Um, not not necessarily dozing off, but going to sleep. It didn't take me long to go to sleep, and I would pretty much uh, stay stay sleeping throughout the night. So I I never forget. When that moment came, the night came when I did not wake up. I had a good night's sleep. I woke up energized. And when it happened night after night after night, I knew then that my body had healed. But it took me doing a variety of things. Let me say this, ladies. I didn't just do one thing. I did multiple things. And I didn't do it all at one time. Some things I tried first and then I gradually add certain things. And then if I noticed something that wasn't really making a difference, I deleted it out of my routine. So you will have to try multiple things to see what works best for you. Now, maybe you're somebody you only need to try one thing and it works great. But that may not be for everybody. Some of us, you may have to try multiple things. So do not be discouraged if you have to stick with it. And if you have tried multiple things and nothing seems to work over a period of time, do consult with your healthcare uh, practitioner so that they can look and see if there's something else underlying going on that could be the issue. All right, ladies. Well, girlfriends, it's time for me to wind down this show. And I hope you take the information I share with you. I just wanted to give you some educational information, some of my experience as uh, someone who has personally dealt with sleep deprivation, and just a little bit of what you can do and what I did to help me get through that. Take the information, reflect on your own sleep routine and habits and make the necessary adjustments Sleep deprivation, insomnia is real, ladies. It is no joke. So don't take it for granted. Do not take sleep time for granted. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. All right, let's go ahead. If you want to close your eyes and I'm going to do a deep breathing. All right. And I just want you to take a moment to think about the importance of sleep and that you're going to make a decision to be sure that you get sufficient sleep, that you go to bed in a timely manner and that you let go of the things that are interfering with you going to sleep, like being on social media, checking your emails, being on a phone and so forth. 
Take a moment to inhale. And exhale. One more time. Inhale. And exhale. Well, before I go, I just want to let you know, I have several episodes that you can listen to and use them as tools to assist you with improving your sleep, releasing stress, and just to really unwind. And the three I will share with you is Let's Unwind. So if you go to my podcast and scroll all the way down to July 7th, 2019, listen to that podcast and it's called Let's Unwind. The second one is Self-Care Meditation, Let It Go. I posted that on June 25th, 2019. And the third one is Let Go, Release and Surrender It All. And I posted that on November 3rd, 2019. So once again, ladies, thank you for listening and for supporting this uh, podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to whatever podcasting site that you're currently listening to my show so that when I do upload new episodes, you will receive them immediately. Also share this podcast show with others so that they too can be informed and receive the information that you're receiving. You never know how this podcast show could be a blessing to someone else. You can find my podcast show on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many others. Well, ladies, it's been fun. And until next time, remember, you do matter. Be blessed.